Happy New Year's, Finn family, and welcome back to the first episode of 2024 of The List. My name is Brett. As most of you know, Jordan is off sailing the seas right now with his girlfriend. So, Zach is joining me on the other end of the tin cannon string today. Uh, Zach, what made you drink more, New Year's or the Dolphins game? Considering they're on the same day, it's going to be very hard to compare. Um, let's say I took a nap in between, and then second wing kicked in for New Year's, so... Let's go Dolphins game. Yeah, you know, I was not happy. Started drinking. Went out. It was my, like my roommate got the Uber first to go downtown. It was 18 bucks. I got the Uber back. It was 54 bucks for a five-mile ride, and I almost was like, good Lord. I would have almost taken the DUI. So Just let me get kidding. This Don't straight, drink though. and drive. We also Ubered to a buddy's house and back. The Uber to get there around like 7, 8 o'clock was Three times the price than the Uber to get home after midnight. Thoughts? I have no clue because it's the complete opposite for yep. for us up in Harrisburg. And it was just, it was a fun night though. It was a good way to end after a very, very disappointing game. Um, unless you live under a rock, the Dolphins did lose to the Ravens 56-19. Uh, looked like it would be competitive for about a quarter. Um. That's just basically how playing in Baltimore is for us, and John Harbaugh hates the Ravens. Um, Brett, Zach, I, I think... I'm still hung up on the Uber driver. Talk to me. Describe your Uber driver. Well, the way the one that took us to the bars was actually a former co-worker of my roommate, so they just were catching up because they worked together for 10 years. Um, on the way back, my roommate had... Uh, made a friend we'll say so we had an extra companion coming home with us so i was just trying to keep to keep the awkward conversations going because it was a it was a bigger guy and he was not happy with what was going on in the back seat well let me tell you i only asked you that question so i could get to mine my uber driver on the way home that man was a total badass he drove a jacked up lifted truck it was a hemi not a diesel but a hemi he also crushes pussy with sunglasses on. Thoughts? Nice. Ah, it's the only way to do it, right? It sounds like he's getting ready to star in some type of Jason Statham or uh, Sylvester Stallone knock knockoff movie there. But uh, sounds like you had a much better Uber experience than I did. Uh, the one on the ride home consisted of me and Joe giggling to each other like schoolgirls in the back seat because we were laughing at how much pussy this guy crushes while wearing sunglasses. Good on him. Yep, and, uh, yeah, so uh, to go back to the game, because yeah, I know you were avoiding there. that. Yeah. Um, the story of the game to me was, looked good the first drive, but then we went a couple drives where we just, we were getting field goals, and Ravens were getting touchdowns, and there are complaints about the offense for sure. My biggest one was we just didn't execute in the red zone. But what the hell was that defensive uh, strategy and well, game plan? Let's let's take a page out of Nick Saban's book. We shot ourselves in the foot. Uh, we had every opportunity to take decent leads in the early game, and maybe that changes literally everything. Uh, did not happen. The defense, uh, the scheme as far as what we had planned all week, went out the window as soon as X Howard was on the cart with one shoe on. So, like, it's you want to say make adjustments, be ready, next man up, all that. But when you game plan for the best team, 
I'm going to say in the league now because they just shit can the 49ers the week before and they just shit can Miami this week. Like, who's stopping the Baltimore Ravens? The well, only thing to really say about that is right now I do think to, to agree with you that I do think the Ravens are the favorites for the Super Bowl right now. Have to be. Uh, yeah, they do. And at the end of the day, you're looking saying you are hoping that we get another knock on wood, another shot at them in the playoffs because then it becomes single elimination. But it's tough to see. And Baltimore clearly had a great game plan to go up against Fangio and his defense. It did seem like we were trying to go more with stopping Lamar as a runner and worry about zone. And it looked like we forgot to uh, that he's actually a pretty good passer. And there was just no communication in the secondary. Uh, Javon Holland, we're all happy to see him back, but... He clearly was rusty, clearly wasn't up to snuff on his assignments because a lot of communication issues were on him, not switching switching men when we were doing men-to-man uh, coverage. And for people who don't know, our secondary does rely on a lot of switches. But every single touchdown, there was someone wide open, no one near him, and that was just a communication issue to me. Well, yeah, I mean, you can you can call that as the evidence. I mean, we're talking about boy, you know, the the boys pointing at each other, fingers flying, dudes yelling at each other, like you were supposed to have that guy. No, you were, and it's just like hey, this is week what seventeen. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, you can't be having easy busts that late in the season. Yep, and the ones who were responsible were for, for most of the busts were unfortunately the ones who haven't been playing much recently. Eli Apple, as you said, had to come in for Xavier Howard. And he did not look the greatest. And Javon Holland just was not ready this past week. And understandable being out for a month with two sprained MCLs. But we just couldn't get pressure. And unfortunately, I think what most pe- got most people more than just getting embarrassed was the fact that we had Bradley Chubb in late in the game. And unfortunately, he tore his ACL. So... I guess it's almost time for uh, Cam Good season, Zach. No, it's it's Emmanuel Agba season, and the best part is we made him a healthy scratch, so he's definitely motivated and happy to play this week, I'm sure. Oh, what, you need me now? Oh, oh, you need me now. Oh, well, you brought I in a guy off all... the street, and you're replacing me with him. I've been here for fucking years. Okay. Yeah, well, I think we. I think he's going to have the right mindset. Um, This is one of the last couple games Ogba's going to play for the Dolphins. Uh, for anybody who follows the cap, he is a very easy cut to get cap room. Um, and of course, Melvin Ingram is probably going to get elevated to the to the uh, team permanently. He's back. He actually did have a couple pressures, but I don't know about you, Zach. Like as frustrating as it was, I think that's just one of the games you just say we got our ass whooped. It sucked. Yep. And you just forget everything about what happened. Well, yeah, I mean, the whole thing with Agba being gone, I mean, it might be the end of his career. So, I mean, I'm hoping he, you know, I mean, a 30-year-old pass rusher coming off a big deal. I mean, unless he signs for less, you know, passion of the game, which I, I would never question for him. But it's just, man, a uh, series of unfortunate events. We definitely pissed him off. He was tweeting as soon as the inact, well, right before the inactives got uh, made public. So it's like clearly yes. that was in, you know, response. Yep, he tweeted an hour before the inactives came out, so everybody right. knew right. that he was out. So, well, hopefully he comes up with one of his best games, uh, at least in the last two years, because after a strong start to his Dolphins career, he's he hasn't really done much. But you hope Van Ginkle has a return to form. Um, offensively, though, because defense, it's just, it was just bad. 
It, it's like the Buffalo game earlier this year. Fangio did not have a good defensive game plan. He didn't adjust well. Uh, we've been praising Duke Riley recently, and Duke Riley uh, was bad. He, the thing with Duke Riley is it's not effort or anything like that. I think he's just limited athletically. Like, the guy gives what he's got. And it's just not enough right now. And, like, I feel like he was able to fill the the Jerome Baker role in the short term. Um, not sure how long term, once teams, you know, start to pick up on tendencies and game plans, how it's going to work for him. Oh, yeah, and Baltimore absolutely made us uh, drop Duke Riley into coverage. We hadn't been having to do that as recently, at least not as consistently as we had to on Sunday, and we got hurt for it. The other difference, of course, is you had fullbacks, backup tight ends, wide receivers for the Ravens, not only making wide open catches, but one-handed catches when we're having Tyreek Hill drop an easy touchdown. We're having Chase Claypool drop an absolute dime that would have been a touchdown from Tua. Um, And another issue we've really had all year is even if Tua is a little off, we just don't make tough catches. And I think that was another ones. game for that or easy matter. ones. Yeah. Yeah. So that was an issue. And that's not to take blame away from Tua. Um, my biggest complaint, first interception again, another one handed interception by the Ravens. But why are we rushing to get a play in before the two minute warning? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You think you see something you like until you don't like it anymore. Um, you are down at that point in the game, right? You are trying to maximize as much as you can because you, you, we knew that we were kicking the ball back to them before or, you know, after the, the halftime. I, there are so many questions I have from this game that I just I don't know the answer to. Yeah, I think I think a big issue is Tua and Mike McDaniel are both naturally aggressive and sometimes they get too aggressive. And I think... For some of the past calls that happen, the bigger issue again is eventually having four, well, this game three backups and a unhel and a returning Austin Jackson who's missed who missed the last game with an injury and came out the week before with an injury. It's going to catch up to you. And the Ravens, one of the best defenses in the league, they're not. A t- they took advantage of it. And while the running game I thought was solid enough, we just. Patrick Queen even came out and said it. We ran to the outside, and while it worked, we didn't run up the middle, and that hurt us a lot. And Robert Jones, Lester Cotton, Liam Eikenberg, they've, I would say they've performed admirably, but they just don't get any push, and that does limit the offense, and in the passing game, they get pushed back. So while they're not the traffic cones we've had in years past, they were a weakness on Sunday. Yeah, um, I, I've got no comment on that for sure. I just, uh, I just, we got to be better moving forward. I mean, that's the only thing I can do here is just put the, the rearview mirror, obviously, in the past and, and just look forward. Yep, rearview mirror. It is, and I'll keep saying this, it is a week-to-week NFL season. Sounds weird to say it, sounds cliched, but one week you'll have a great game, next week you'll have a shitty game, as we've seen. And it doesn't mean there are frauds just means this game in a lot of ways is worst case scenario but at the same time we are in the playoffs we are either going to be the number two seed or the number six seed hopefully we're the two seed but we'll get into that into a second because my mindset has always been getting to the playoffs single elimination all it takes is some lucky breaks 
and we're due for some luck. We have not had much luck at all, especially with injuries this year. But before we get into that, for those who didn't see, Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill's house caught on fire today. Uh, pretty big fire. So, Zach, uh, you had some theories on what happened there. Well, tinfoil hats on, boys. Everybody two-handed. Put the hats on. Um, odds are, right now, we're looking at the baby mothers. We're looking at the Buffalo fans. And we've got a dark horse, the Hard Knocks producers, for the culprit of this house fire. Thoughts? You know, I was going to go with the baby mamas, especially since they made a big deal about that a couple weeks ago. But uh, a house fire does make for some good TV for uh, for Max. I mean, I know you were the star of the show a couple weeks ago, but I'm, I'm sorry to say this, Zach, but I think a house fire might be better better viewing than than you guys cheering on the command against the Commanders. Well, first of all, you're not wrong. It's just, you know, obviously the house fire thing, like, obviously hope everybody's okay. I haven't really read into any of the reports yet. I don't think the cause has been uh, released or anything like that yet. So, obviously, we're just having fun speculating. Um, we also have to kind of make some fun after this past weekend, right? Uh, definitely got to manufacture it because they're not going to give us any. Nope. But uh, we'll get into the game. And, of course, as most people know, this is the we normally do an episode for picks for college and for NFL. Well, there's one college game left, and Jordan and I previewed, and we got what the playoff, the final will be with Michigan and Washington. So there's no reason for us to pick that. With this being the last week and so many teams sitting starters, there's no reason for Zach and I to do a pick 'em episode for the entire NFL. Because uh, honestly, we just don't know who's going to be playing. I'm here to tell you, I'll give you one pick. Baltimore, buddy. Baltimore, I know you did say their backups are going to beat the Steelers. They've already said that Tyler Huntley's starting. Molly Wong. But they might. Although Mason Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer, has been looking pretty good since coming in. But just something to keep in mind. Miami beats Buffalo this weekend. The Steelers win, and then the Jaguars beat the Titans. Bills are out. And... Zach, I don't want to get your hopes up too much, but I'm going to put that above a 50% chance of happening. Well, I don't understand uh, the scenarios then, I guess. So I thought no matter what, if Buffalo loses, they're out. Is that not true? Mm. I, I thought I they had think to win still and be. had to have help. I didn't think it was lose and help. Well, they had been having help, but this is just the one scenario I saw today that guarantees they're out. Because um, right now, let me pull up the standings here real quick. Because as of right now, they are technically in. But if they... Yeah, so right now they're technically in, but the Steelers winning would put the Steelers above them. And then so I guess the Colts... Looking I think the Colts and Texans play this weekend, or don't they? You guys talking about Buffalo? God Danny, we're doing it, a podcast. Danny. Huh? Danny, why do you Welcome do to this the podcast, to me? Danny. You guys said on the podcast. You treat me yeah. with no respect. I can't ladies understand and, you, you guys are both talking at the same time. Ladies and gentlemen, Danny's on the podcast. Danny, why don't you give a preview of the uh of the Buffalo game? <laughs> I didn't know you guys were doing a podcast without Jordan. He's yeah. on vacation. He's on a cruise. He is on vacation. Oh, I see. 
So looking at oh. NFL.com, it says Buffalo clinches AFC division title, obviously with the win, but then yep. their uh, playoff clinching uh, Buffalo's clinches playoff berth with uh, Buffalo tie or Pitt loss or tie or Jackson loss or tie or Indy uh, Indy Houston tie. There's a lot of ors. Yep. Okay. So Indian. So Indy and. Uh, Houston are playing each other. Yeah, there's a world where Buffalo misses, but they need four different things to go wrong for them. Yeah, I thought for Buffalo not to get in, first of all, we will have to beat them. Yep. Then Pittsburgh will have to beat the Ravens. But I believe that the other thing is, I believe the Titans have to beat. No, Pittsburgh has to lose to the Ravens. No, No. Pittsburgh has to. If the Steelers win. Yeah. So if the Steelers win, the uh, and the Jaguars win, and we beat the Bills, the Bills are out of the playoffs because Houston and the Colts, Indy, are playing each other. So I think that means they're playing for one spot potentially. Yeah. Huh. So, I saw. I thought, well, let's see. Buffalo is 10 and 6. Oh, yeah. So I guess it doesn't matter what Jacksonville does because it, it does de- matter. It depends. One of them is going to win that division, and then the other ones will probably all be out. Yeah. But if Jacksonville wins, they'll be a 10 win team and win the division. Right. So, so they get in. And then who else will be, let's see. They, if, if, if Miami beat, beats Buffalo, then Miami. Baltimore, Cleveland, Kansas City, they're already in. Jacksonville will be already in also if they win a division. So that's five teams. That leaves two spots. Indianapolis played Houston, you said? Indy and Houston play each other. So that's for one spot because they're both nine and seven, I believe. Okay, but whoever, if Indianapolis win that one, they will finish 10 and seven, same as Buffalo if Buffalo loses. And then... Indianapolis will be eight and four in the conference, and Buffalo will be six and six. So Indianapolis has the tiebreaker over Buffalo. Yes. Then, Indi- Indianapolis is in with a win. Right. And then Pittsburgh, if they win, they're also 10 and seven, and they will be seven and five. So Pittsburgh will also get in over Buffalo. So yes. if Pittsburgh, so if we want Buffalo out, other than beating them, you want Indianapolis and Pittsburgh to win. No, you want, the Jag- you want the Jaguars to win. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you want the Jaguars, but you also want Indianapolis to win, right? No, you don't care about no. that game unless it ends in a tie. Yeah. yeah, we just don't want them to tie. Yep. Okay. Okay, I see. Yep. Well, I mean, it, everything is possible, you know, everything is possible. But the main thing is we have to win our game. Yep. We do. Start and as that. I said earlier, Danny, since you're staying in now, you came in on the podcast, you're staying on the podcast, Danny. So I'm you're staying in, in the middle. Mi- I'm, I'm in the middle of cooking, but uh, I got it in the oven. So what are we, what are we making? For- Some Italian meatballs? Uh, what are yeah, we making? Well, not meatballs. I'm making uh, um, chicken Alfredo pasta broccoli casserole. Okay. Huh. You know, like I, I baked chicken already. I think I cut up. And then I made a Fredo sauce, a homemade Fredo sauce with pasta and broccoli and then breadcrumbs on top, and it's in the oven right now. So I'm just finishing up. That's it. Let's talk about the biggest matchup difference 
going into the game Sunday. When we played uh, Buffalo in the playoffs last year, we had a team record seven sacks for the playoffs. Uh, and we had a lot of injuries last year, too. No, you're not hearing me, though. We're, we don't have any of the horses from those seven sacks, buddy. It's tough. It's fucking right. tough. I mean, we got well, his, That's it, in Sealer. Yeah, but here's what I'm, the way I'm looking at it this way. Uh, I think we're wasting our time thinking that we're going to that we need to get to Allen. He's only been sacked 21 times. That's, what I'm, part that's of where it, I was going. Yep. Right. Part of it is the offensive line, but part of it is he's hard to sack because he's good at buying time. He can scramble. And then when you actually do hit him, it takes three guys to bring him down. Yep. And, I mean, how many times have you seen him get hit and he still gets rid of the ball so it's not a sack? So right. blitzing him... It's going to leave the linebackers exposed. Um, so I would do what teams used to try to do to Marino was, we can't get to Marino, so let's drop eight people into coverage and try to cover you know, all the receivers out there, and he's got nowhere to go with the football. As opposed to try to get to him, and if he escapes, normally it's a first down, and that's very frustrating for the defense. With Allen, like you say, he is he leads the league in turnovers still, I think, or he's since he's come in, he's been the most turnover prone quarterback in the league. So and I'll know who's all what who all watched the Chargers game a couple weeks ago. Uh they did drop a lot of people back and Allen made mistakes. And despite what? despite the win against the Patriots last week, Allen didn't have a good game. The Patriots actually I thought were the better team. For most of the game, they just had three or four first quarter or first half turnovers, which gave them too big of a deficit. Right. Well, I think that, like you say, make Allen throw the football. He might beat us by throwing it, but if we allow him to run, we're going to be in a lot of trouble because what's going to happen is they're going to keep our offense off the field by doing that, getting, getting first down after first down. So I would say take your chance. I mean, I'm not saying don't try to rush him, you know, but You've I would got to be selective. Him. Yeah, you, you got to be either. selective, but we're not really a big blitzing team anyway. It's more blitz when you need to. Um, like I said earlier before you came in, Danny, the issue I think we had against Baltimore was we respected Lamar too much as a runner, and the secondary just had horrible, horrible communication because we had guys running left and right wide open wide open right so. right i think it was a combination of things there for sure I, I i do think that they were worried about lamar running and we don't have a linebacker that can spy him if we're gonna if you're gonna spy the quarterback we're gonna have to use one of our safeties i would say if you play three safeties most of the game and maybe one of them can spy the quarterback I do wonder, you saying that, Danny, I do wonder if this is a game, because we haven't really seen it much this year that I remember. Uh, either you or Zach can correct me on this, but I do wonder if this is the game we see Elliot Jones and Holland a lot more together right. at the same time. What the hell does Cam yeah. Smith have to do to get on the goddamn field? Well, first uh, of all, before that, the three safeties, part of the reason they haven't played a whole lot together is because most of the time, at least one of them has been hurt. True. And so, but again, it's, it's 
horrible that are best to pass rushers are not there. And so we I don't think we're gonna win. I don't think the game plan is to get to him, make him throw, half for ten overs, and then on offense, you need to start taking what's there and try to have those long term consuming drives instead of trying to score on, on two plays on every drive. Yep. Because if you score, great. But if you don't, you put our defense back out there on the field again. Well, Danny, you know who we still do have in the pass rush, right? Yeah. Andrew Van Ginkle. Yep. So but maybe you have him spy. Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I'm a big fan of his. But there's no doubt that he also fits off the other players around him, too. You know, it just, uh, it's going to be tough, but it's, it's doable. I mean, gosh, the Raiders beat KC on the road. Why can't with we beat Buffalo home? With not having a completion after the first quarter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's doable. Uh, it's going to be tough, like you said. I think, I think plays, and I said this earlier, Danny, there were plays to be made offensively against the Ravens, we we were off. Tua was off. The wide receivers were off. They were not making easy pet catches. They were not making tough catches. Right. Uh, Durham Smythe was our second leading receiver, which he's been okay, but we still need an upgrade over him. I think this is a game where we try and establish the run because, again, even against the Ravens, we were able to run, run over them. We were able to get outside. We were able to run a lot. And the plays were there. We just have to be patient. We have to remain patient. Yep. But big picture, small picture, again, we are in the playoffs. That's the one goal. Did we, do we want home field? Yes. Do we want to win the division? Absolutely. But remember, getting in the playoffs, anything can happen. We almost pulled off a big upset last year in Buffalo with Skylar Thompson as our starting quarterback. And missing a bunch of players. That was Lester Cotton's first ever start. And one of the reasons after that why I was actually optimistic about his yeah, he wasn't bad. potential. So it's winning. It's wearing. Do what you need to do to get the win. But I am going to pick the Dolphins to win and clinch this division. And I'm also going to use the new year good luck eating that sauerkraut on Monday to give us luck and say everything else is going to go the way we want it. Buffalo is going to miss the playoffs because every result is going to go the way we want it. We're going to win. I'm predicting Jason Sanders remains hot this season. Ends up last second field goal. Miami Dolphins 27. Buffalo Bills 24. Danny, Zach, do either of you guys have predictions on this game? Danny, you go ahead I, I never, I never come up. I never come up with predictions. Um, Regardless, you know, because it's just so hard. We don't even know who's playing and who's not playing yet when you look at our list. So we'll, we'll know more by Saturday who's playing, obviously. Um, Ethan Bonner season, yeah, baby. We're playing at home. Normal, lately, the last few weeks, everything has gone Buffalo's way. I think maybe this weekend. The law of average will tell you that maybe everything will go against them for a change. So it's possible. You heard it right here. Danny is predicting a Miami Dolphins blowout win. 
Yeah, Miami doesn't lose up. two games in a row. Um, that's just that's just a fact. We just don't lose two games in a row. Uh, Tua is going to sling his Samoan pecker all over the field. I cannot wait for it. I'm expecting at least four touchdowns. Yeah, no, make no. Yeah, four touchdowns from Tua and one on the ground. We're going to get the elusive rushing Tua touchdown this week. Right. Dolphins win by thirty-five. You're saying a thirty-five point win, Zach? Zach is feeling frisky. Maybe he's just a little amped up after that. Bro, we're going to club those fucking bills like baby seals, okay? Okay. For those who didn't see, Danny Danny just left us. Oh, no. So thank you, Danny, for your unexpected contribution. But this is probably going to be our most listened to episode because of Danny's debut. But, you know, I would love that. I would love to see us club them. Takes back to Tua's rookie year when we were winning in and – we got beat like the baby seals there. Uh, I don't like your attitude right now. I'm just saying it's the same situation, just reverse. So we're going to be doing the baby seal beating. Yeah. I was agreeing with you. Yeah. And maybe this week is the week that Cam Smith finally gets his chance. We're going to go way back into the past, Zach. You ever, do you remember the Bears' uh, fairly good corner from back in the day, Charles Peanut Tillman? Uh, you mean the FBI agent? Yes. Yes. Back when he was a rookie, he didn't start. He didn't get a start until week seventeen. Oh, don't go and he came up with, far for this comparison. He came up with some big plays, big interceptions, and he started a pretty good career. So maybe the same thing will happen for Cam Smith. That's the first name that came up. There's probably other examples too, but yeah, I just I, I don't know. I mean, with the injuries we've had, I cannot see how he doesn't see the field. Special yeah, I think I think that's just Vic Fangio being stubborn. But at this point, no reason to be stubborn anymore. All hands on deck. Go out and win that division. Said it's not the end of the world if we do, but keep Buffalo out of the playoffs. Do everything you need to. Call up. I don't even know who. Call up Anthony Schwartz off the practice squad to give us another deep flare wide receiver. Call up Ryan Hayes to start an offensive line. Do what you have to do to win this game. We have not won a division since what? 2008 season. 2008. That was yeah, I think so. Had Pennington yeah. swinging it. Yeah. Cause so we were let's close go in out. 2016 before the wheels fell off. We were close last year before the wheels fell off. Um, we're running out of wheels, buddy. We are running out of wheels. We do have some holes on the roster with, even without the injuries that I think will be easier to fix than most people do. But I'm I'm trying to see the forest, you know, through the trees. The, the thing that obviously you have to take into account is we have stability now. That is what we have. We have the two most important pieces figured out. They're going to keep growing. The roster's going to turn every year. Like the fact that we have this sustained uh building blocks to keep moving on with is just it's something to be appreciative of this whole season. Like if you take a step back and think about, hey, this is just year two of them taking over, putting their system in, getting to know each other, learning, you know, the ins and outs. Yep. It's, it's going to be good. It's, we're set up. Well, no matter what happens, we're set up, and that's all. And we are, we are still growing the roster. We had a bunch of offensive linemen going this year we had questions about. We still do have questions, but that's more so because most of them are free agents. But we've seen a lot of growth from year one to year two. Year two, year three will be another growth, but – Let's get that division wrapped up and keep a lookout for picks 
from Sebastian later this week on on uh, listpodcast.com as well as on our Twitter. I don't know if Mr. S will be making his picks. He's kind of been going on another spiritual journey because these I've learned these hard losses af- affect him strangely. Uh, I think they affect us all. I mean, let's be real about it. Uh, some people handle it in different ways. Some people have to remove themselves uh, so they don't take it out on others unfairly, which I guess, I mean, two ways to go about it. One, probably just, you know, obviously don't do yeah. that. And then, you know, but if you can't help yourself, take yourself out of the situation is the next best thing. So I can't really, yep. you know. Yep, be appreciative, like you said, of what we got. And no matter what, we are going to be playing football next week. And we got a chance to make the Super Bowl run. It just is whether we're home or away. And I believe we are locked into either the two or the six seed. Nothing else. Is it six or seven? I thought it was seven. I think it's six. It might be eh, it might be seven. I don't know. But either way. Just either way. It's whether we're home Sunday. or away. Yeah. We will not be I do not believe we will there's any way we'll play the Bills next week for a third time. Um But I mean, A, let it happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm going to segue that. And one thing that did help me recover. Zach, do you know what Monday was? What New Year's Day was? Uh, You know, I'm trying to think of where you're going with this, and I just cannot for the life of me. Um, Let me go ahead and call my guy who's been uh, stealing everything that you have ready for the show today. And then he could tell me what it is and then... On the podcast, I'll know when it comes. So what it is, is it was the Rose Bowl. And there's a bunch of people in our Discord. There's a a bunch of people. I'm one of them. One of them who has been trolling me. Ringleader. For months about Michigan cheating. They They have been trolling me about Alabama is going to whoop Whoa. Michigan's ass. I don't think I used the word whoop. I just I had them winning. No, no, you weren't. It wasn't just you. But there are people in the Discord who are saying Alabama is the first or second best team in the country. They're going to whoop Michigan. George and it's is. all to get a reaction. It George is all is to get a reaction. Team. But Michigan did win in overtime, 27-20. Yeah. And part of the reason I got so mad about the game was I could not troll you guys during that time frame. Yep, sorry. But we don't have, after this week, we don't really have anybody It's to all put coming on together list. now. You have been <laughs> a beacon of positivity, telling people, come on, cheer up, feel better, just so I can turn around and then give it right back to you, because I don't feel oh. right about doing it right now. It's all oh. coming together. Fuck. I did not get to troll people all week, and I was nice about it because of the Dolphins game. But for everybody who trolled me with Michigan, with their cheating scandal, I have four words for them. And you're one of them, Zach. You know what that is? Um, I think you need five words. <laughs> nope. Welcome to the list. Oh, that's not as fun as where I thought you were going with this. Okay. <laughs> Well, I have another two words I want, I want to say. Yep, yep. So anyway, yep. Um, no, 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 no. Relax. So um, <laughs> I see we have been joined by a spirit panda, a panda who is here only in spirit because pandas do not think nor feel. Um, I, for one, feel bad for the panda. The panda needs a sense of community. 
a sense of fellowship, brotherhood. And I don't think isolation will help the spirit panda. What are your thoughts, Brett? What will help the spirit panda is putting the big boy pants on, strapping them up, getting that Tua jersey out that I know they have. They'll say they don't, but I know they do. And to go back to positivity, go back and win the division on Sunday night. I'm here to tell you, it'll happen. It'll be fine. Got to keep the faith. Oh, yeah. It's going to happen. Like I said, you guys know who to root for. Root for us to win. Root for Pittsburgh over the Baltimore Scabs. Root for Jacksonville. And root for one of Indy or Houston to win. No tie there. But uh, Brett, correction. Pittsburgh needs to lose. Lose or tie. Oh, so we want Buffalo to. Oh, we'll go Baltimore. Nope. I lied to you. Pittsburgh does need to win. Okay, we'll go Pittsburgh. And Jacksonville needs to win. Yes. And Houston and Indy cannot tie, nor can we. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. But I am predicting a win. And I think this was a fun podcast. Y'all got to meet our sassy Italian old man who probably scared the crap out of Zach, just like he scared the crap out of me. Because I was not expecting him to start talking in the middle of our show. He's having but, chicken Alfredo fettuccine casserole. That's, that's a lot that's of stuff worst, going on at once. Worst Danny impression I've ever done. That was pretty bad. Yeah, I'll do better but, next week. Jordan is going to be mad he missed that. But we are going to end the one episode, the review, the preview, the therapy session, the me dunking on Zach for hating on Michigan session. With a bang, for Zach, for Danny, I'm Brett. Remember, we are the list. We are watching Zach give us He Got Hill and then hit that music. Fucker, I didn't, you, you know, I was doing that and now you told me to do it and I'm not doing it now.